Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing dues in Masonic Lodges. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. today. I'm Matt Apple at the Grand Lodge of Washington, and I have with me Brother David Colbeth, uh, also the Grand Lodge of Washington, Brother Connor Massey of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon, and our esteemed Brother uh, Stephen Chung, also of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon. Thanks for coming out today, guys. Don't say all that too often. They'll go straight to his head. Oh, yeah. Right, you know, it's and that it's, elevation to being the Grand Lodge of British Columbia, right? No, 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 it, it, was the, it was the esteemed bit. Your head's already too big. We don't want it to swell anymore. Right, 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 yeah, I know. Then there won't be any room left on the screen. At least I get my name tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got your name. Uh, You're a person again. Yes. <laughs> So today we're going to be discussing dues in, in our, our Masonic Lodges, and I, I guess the first question is, I, I'm a big picture kind of guy, so I want to ask the big picture question, what are the dues for? Why do we pay dues? Why do lodges charge dues? What's the point? Well, you know, it, it was interesting to me when I was researching it, Mackey's talks about that in the beginning, you know, back in the 1700s when GGLE was formed, there, there was no purpose for dues. Guys would come together, they have a lodge meeting, and they they disperse, and there wasn't any reason for dues. I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, we used to get together before there was lodges and form buildings and bills to pay and taxes to pay and electricity and all that. They just met in the bar and had some. Yeah, if anything, back when we were operatives, like the people got paid, right? <laughs> it was the opposite of dues. Yeah, well, well once, you, once we started putting structure to it and having buildings and taxes and and things like that to deal with, well, then there became a cost to surviving. And that's really what implemented dues. Um, and then, of course, once there was a system for, you know, collecting dues, well, the Grand Lodge, well, they got onto that pretty quick, and, and now you pay Grand Lodge assessments, too, on top of but it. But a, a part of the Grand Lodge, uh, a part of the money that Grand Lodge takes goes towards NBC, the cancer car program. Correct. Or Vancouver Island, which is a charity that our Grand Lodge facilitates. Um, I don't know if, does Washington take a per capita that goes to a charity that the Grand Lodge runs? Or We have a, um, so we have our per capita currently from the Grand Lodge is 28 bucks, of which three, is, actually I guess, well this year it'll be 34, but Before, of which three yeah. is directed towards um, each, one dollar towards each of the youth groups. So Every Mason in, in Washington gives a dollar towards Demolay, Rainbow, and uh, Job's Daughters. I, can, can BC, UConn do that? Can we call Douglas Franklin and ask? 
Well, I'm pretty sure you could put a bug in somebody's ear. Um, but as we'll find out tonight talking about dues, I, I don't know how much success you'll have um, your first go around in trying to get uh, Grand Lodge to do that on a, on a Grand Lodge level because everybody's already up in arms about raising of dues. And this year, our Grand Lodge um, proposed an $8 increase per capita and the membership changed that from $8 to $10 in the meeting and, and made an amendment to the motion to increase it by $2 so that the two, the, um, charities that would have got struck out of getting funding uh, because of the lack of of uh, money, they said no, no, no. We want to support that too. So they they put the two dollars back in that so to give that extra to these other charities and keep supporting them. So but yeah, at the end of the day, that two dollars like that's what a cup of coffee from Tim Hortons. <clears throat> yeah, and la and now now we'll talk about dues, okay? Because so actually, I was going to say exactly that. So I, I I agree. Grand Lodge per capita is an important conversation. But beyond addressing the fact that our dues to our lodge have to pay for that Grand Lodge per capita, I do sort of feel like that's a, a whole separate topic that we should discuss. And I think it's really important, but it's not what we're talking about today. Right. So just, just to put a bow on it, though, what, are the, what is the per capita up in, up in uh, BC and Yukon? Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember, Steve? I, I think it's like 80-something dollars now, 86 bucks or something. All right, and, and ours just went to one year. For one year, it's going to be $34, and it went up from 28 to 34 Yeah, $6 assessment increase. Right, but for a yeah, one-shot deal. But uh, anyway, so any, aside from paying the per capita, which, again, I think is an important topic that we should discuss at another meeting, or another podcast, rather. Um, so what else do we cover? Do you guys, for instance, do your dues specifically cover charity? Do you have a charity portion that is set aside from your dues? Well, I don't know what happens in uh, all the lodges that Connor belongs to, but uh, at Prince Charles Lodge, we have um, a bursary fund uh, where we support uh, education uh, for any Mason or relative thereof, um, or somebody who knows a Mason that's, that is trying to get an education and, and uh, could use a little assistance. So we do that on an annual basis. Uh, the funds that we have put aside generate interest, which we take that interest in, and give that away um, to these youth that are looking for. And it's not necessarily even youth. Some of the, you know, some of the guys' wives uh, go back to school and, and uh, are taking upgrading and things like that, and we support that. Uh, you know, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon has a lot of, uh, bursaries that they give out, but they, it seems to me that when I look through the list, the majority of them, if not all of them, require you to be a four-year program and full-time, and you know, so a lot of our people that we are supporting couldn't even apply for those because they're not four-year four-year program people, right? Um, but our dues. <clears throat> In our lodge, our hundred last year we're one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, 
that covers the operational costs of our lodge uh, that fits our budget. Um, whatever our budget is dictates our dues. Um, we've lost some members to Grand Lodge above, and every time that happens, that means that our dues got to go up per person simply to co cover those costs. Um, and it makes it really difficult sometimes when, you know, like last year, we knew that they needed to really be raised, you know, $10, $15, but uh, we felt the resistance in general discussion about it. And so they proposed only a $5 uh, dues increase. That budget got defeated and nobody, and we, and we were operating without a budget because um, they couldn't pass the dues part of it. And, you know, like for five bucks, I mean, come on, most guys will spend that, like you say, going out for coffee, right? And really, when you think about the value of Lodge, I mean, we can get into that in the broader aspect of this in a little bit, but um, the value we get out of going to Lodge for the nominal fees that we're paying, I mean, in my humble opinion, I think our Lodge due should go up to $200 a, a year and include the meals uh, and have meals beforehand um, or something along that lines. We have meals after and our stewards bring food for after, but really, come on, the guys, it's 10 o'clock. Anyways, I could change that. That's a whole different thing, but our dues have to support our lodge functions and they, this year they're going to be forced to go up 10 bucks by the grand lodge assessment. And Last year, when we tried to raise it, I had one guy say, you know, I pay $1,000 in dues up and down the valley here. Right? I pay $1,000 in lodge dues every year, and I can't afford another $5 increase. Well, in my humble opinion, then maybe you should not be paying dues to multiple lodges. Um, there's, there's a lodge in our district that is supported by uh, past masters that you know just join the lodge because it's a fun lodge and to keep it alive they, they need membership right so they go and pay dues at another lodge to help that lodge out and yet now they complain about paying too much in dues so catch 22 right see i can understand that that point of view to an extent i pay probably around 700 dollars a year in dues but I'm getting absolute benefit from everything. Like Henderson Lodge, my mother lodge, I think we pay about $240 a year. Uh, but, as, but those numbers you're talking about multiple lodges, that's not a single lodge. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. But I do know of a lodge here in Victoria where their dues are $500 a year. So, Steve, when you talk about 100 and was $120, $105 a year for dues, does that include your Grand Lodge assessment or is that separate? In our lodge, it includes the Grand Lodge assessment. And your Grand Lodge assessment was eighty dollars. You said, right? Yeah. So you're really only paying forty bucks for dues. Uh, well, no, we're one hundred and fifty, so we're paying seventy-five. Um, last year, I think it was seventy-something dollars for Grand Lodge assessment. This year, it's going to be eighty, eighty-something dollars. Okay. Right. Uh, but we were paying about, I think it was seventy-eight dollars for our lodges portion of our dues now i did some inquiring on this well actually i didn't really do any inquiring on it 
to be honest with you. What happened was I'm an active guy and I go to most lodges in, in my district. And so I happen to be there when they talk about their budgets and they talk about raising dues. Some of our lodges pay $175 in dues and then the Grand Lodge assessment, right? Um, but it's all- I think, I think that's what we're trying to get to is what, what is the lodge dues actually and not the, the assessments. The assessments, it's interesting to know whether the lodge includes that or pay, there's actually a couple of lodges in my district that pay all of that for, they pay the Grand Lodge assessment, uh, but, and they don't charge the member for dues, even though you can look at it if they pay dues and then it's less, like there's one lodge that is, <laughs> the dues are only 25 bucks and the lodge pays the Grand Lodge assessment. So they're going backwards every year. Um, I just grabbed my, uh, my uh, lodge summons here. And it says here that our dues are $200 for all members, plus the Grand Lodge assessment and cancer car program levy. Plus. 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 280 bucks. Oh, yeah. And that's for and that's for which lodge? Henderson Lodge? Henderson Lodge. So your blue lodge. Yeah. Well, one of my blue lodges. Yeah. So it seems like we're talking for the your I, I hesitate to say this, but your your average, your median BC and Y lodge we're talking about on somewhere in the neighborhood of $150-$200 for for what they yeah. collect from their members. Yeah, and then at Asher Lodge, which is my secondary lodge, it's um a hundred dollars plus your Grand Lodge assessment, because I only pay a hundred dollars there, and I'm I'm an affiliate member. Right. Um, so in in our in our jurisdiction, if you pay your Grand Lodge assessment at one lodge, you don't pay it when uh, in your multiple memberships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, and we, then, we don't we do the opposite. We charge it each, each lodge you're a member of, except for one or two. But yeah. And then uh, some of the education research lodges I'm a member of are like 30 bucks a year. And technically it's not the member that pays it, right? So we don't, when you talk about your summons, you grab your summons, on ours, it's just the lodge dues, but then they put on there the Grand Lodge assessment, but technically it's the lodge that is assessed and not the member that's assessed, at least in Washington, it's the Correct. member that's assessed, not, not, I'm sorry, the lodge says not the member, but they're, like Matt just said, you're assessed every, if you're a member of five lodges, those lodges have you on the rolls five times, and so the lodges get charged five times. Oh, see. It's actually, it's actually really interesting when you apply for affiliation here in BC Yukon, on the form it says, I hereby designate Henderson Lodge number 84 to be my Grand Lodge assessment paying lodge. There's been a lot of talk about that belly button assessment. Yeah, yeah. well, it, so, it, it, it's, so, so it's, I'll say in my, my district here that I have experience with, we have, we have one lodge that has a, was it $45 a year, sort of like, like David was saying, I think they go backwards every year with their, their dues. We've got one lodge that has a, they actually index theirs to the Grand Lodge assessment. So when the per capita changes, their 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 dues are four times the Grand Lodge per capita. So when the per capita changes, their dues automatically change. Oh. And there's another lodge actually just last week that changed theirs instead of they were changing a set they were charging excuse me a set amount, and they just changed it to eight hours of minimum wage in Washington State. So as the Washington State minimum wage changes, their dues will change every year. See, I think that's a really that brings up an interesting topic is, is I know that if a brother is in poor, destitute and distressed circumstances, he can ask lodges to 
remit his dues. But it would be really cool if if some lodges, and uh, I'm curious on your opinion, Steve, if some lodges in BC Yukon were to do that sort of thing where it's not, all right, $200 plus Grand Lodge mumbo jumbo, but it's like, we're going to calculate what eight, uh, eight hours of minimum wage would be. So that would be like, let me just grab my calculator here. Like $12 in Canada, isn't it? So. Yeah, something like that. So that would be 96 bucks. I can't, I can't math. That would be 96 bucks a year. Yeah, we have, we have one lodge in our district. Uh, there's nine lodges and one of them has an, uh, that, that exact same calculation. There's only one that has an index. Uh, and I, I wanted to go to an index. And when we, six years ago or five years ago, when we changed our bylaws, I wanted to do that. And they said, and then two years later, now all of a sudden lodges can magically index. So I would, there's some lodges that are talking about doing uh, like 10 times minimum wage down here, which I think is what I'd like to move our lodge to is 10 times minimum wage. That's, that's really interesting. I don't understand why they do it by a minimum wage or by whatever the grand lodge assessment is, because really that does put into question what your dues are for. Right. Uh, you know, it, being that our dues are determined by our budget and our membership numbers, right? Uh, that's really it. This is the budget to run the lodge divided up by the members. That's what the dues become, right? That to us was uh, the only really way, uh, the only true way to make it the cost of operations versus um, some random calculation. So I don't understand why you guys do the, the, the calculations that way. For, well, for ours, our dues are set in, have to be set in our bylaws. So every time, if you want to change your dues because the, your expenses go up, you'd have to go through, have to go through a bylaws change, which is, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do or anything, but it's kind of a pain. I'm so I think this was a, a mechanism for them to say, hey, we're going to set our dues here, and this way it'll be indexed more or less to inflation. So every three or five years, we don't have to say, oh, wait, inflation went up. We, we need, need to afford stuff, so we're going to raise our dues again. Yeah, we we fixed we, we fixed that problem by putting in the in uh, we reworded our our bylaws to state that our dues would be a, uh, divided equally by membership. Divided the cost of operations divided equally by membership, and that that was to be a budget done every year in October, um, and we have to pass the budget. Yeah, I'm not on the bylaws committee, but I'm guessing I'm guessing no lodge in Washington does it that way. Mm -hmm. Well, it, they probably don't, but it's probably an interesting exercise because I'll bet a lot of lodges don't have budgets, actual budgets. Uh, it's yes, right. <laughs> distressingly, when, I'm pretty sure you're correct. And we and when you run without a budget, that means you have to pass every little thing in a lodge meeting, and it really makes for some long meetings. Or at least you should. <laughs> well. Uh, according to the Roberts Rules of Order, which don't really apply in Lodge. Um, Ooh, there's another good topic for another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you would, according to the structure, you would have to do it that way. I have a copy of Roberts Rule of Order just behind me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's if you were a good demolay and you were taught to follow the book. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think some of the lodges, like the ones at 25 bucks, the reason they're $25 in our case is because they sold their building several years ago, so they're sitting on a big honeypot. 
and they're just slowly, well, some of them are living off the interest actually. There's, oh. there was one lodge, not in my district that changed their bio, their, their dues recently. They, they were on a, have a multi-million dollar endowment. I'm sure Matt knows or may know what I'm, I'm talking about. And their, but their, isn't their monthly budget like $20,000 a year or $20,000 a month, Matt? If you remember, I think it's, uh, I, I really don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. It's some kind of crazy amount every 20,000. They have to spend just a, a, a lot of money every year. Just, just the interest they earn. And so they, but they wanted to raise their dues to encourage attendance. And so they created a thing called lodge bucks. I won't name the lodge. They could think the lodge bucks. And so their dues went from like $40 a year to $240 a year. But if you attend a meeting, you get 20 lodge bucks. And if you go to an event, you get 20 lodge bucks and those can go to pay your, your dues. And, and it, so then you don't have to pay it. That's an interesting topic. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to name the lodge, but there's a lodge that I know of in, in Vancouver Island that it, the worshipful master has been talking about um, if you go to lodge a certain amount of times a year, then your dues are like 30 or $40 cheaper than if you were to just show up once. Isn't there, I thought there was one up there that was $1,200 a year. Well, I've never heard of that. The most expensive lodge that I've heard of a year is $500. 500, okay. I was thinking, I've been, I've been floating to the idea to people that'll listen to me, which I've got an audience now, so. Uh, <laughs> Three at least. What, what if what if our dues, at least in Washington, what if our dues for every Mason was $1,200 a year, $100 a month, and that included, as my, as Stephen said, a uh, catered dinner every month, a really great catered dinner, and also included your Grand Lodge assessment, whatever that is. So the Grand Lodge, in our case, are only getting 30 bucks a year, basically. What if they got 50 or 100 or I mean, yeah, $50, and then 100 of it would go to the Grand Lodge charity, which in our case is Washington Sonic Charities, and then you also automatically got, we have a thing every year called the Lodge Leadership Retreat. What if that automatically gave you an attendance to your lodge to Lodge Leadership Retreat, as well as another regional training event where you could go and spend a night? And Would learn. this include your hotel room and ticket yeah. to Grand Lodge? Yeah. Our ticket to Grand, our entrance to Grand Lodge is 20 bucks. Our, our entrance to Grand Lodge here in BC is free, but getting all of the, getting the meals and the hotel yeah. room yeah. was expensive. Yeah, I don't um, know if we could do if you could do two big events like that, but you could certainly do a big event like our lodge leadership retreat is three days or two and a half days. See, like I understand what you're trying to say, but from my point of view as a 22 year old, and this can come across as a bit hypocritical because I've just said that I pay several hundred dollars a year in dues, but I'm also a member of like 10 organizations. But if if one lodge costed me twelve hundred dollars a year, I honestly don't know if I could afford to be a Freemason. Well, so here's the here's here's the adultness coming out. Maybe you do you do you need to belong to twelve organizations? You know why why are we right? But but like like even even if even if I was only a member of one lodge, like the amount of organizations that I'm a member of right now is about as much as I can afford, and that's about seven hundred dollars a year, probably less, closer to six. Yeah. But if 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 just being a member of Henderson Lodge or for the purposes of this conversation, just being a member of the Working Tools Lodge Number One, sure, meant that I had to pay twelve hundred bucks a year. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So that brings me to an interesting question. That because uh, we hear that a lot. How to phrase this? When my lodge raised dues, both times 
one time when I was master and, and one subsequent time, the, the comment always was, it was always the old guys saying, the young guys won't join the lodge if it costs more than X number of dollars a year. And that's true. And, and it, so it's true, but I, I wonder where that line is. So at the time, when I was master and we raised dues, it, dues were $55 a year, and I raised them to 80 I really wanted 120, but I was told that wasn't going to fly. So we, we went to 80 bucks a year. And I found my, and it had been 55 for as long as, you know, for many years before that. And I found myself wondering, where is that line? Is there, so if, uh, where, at what point do you start to lose members? Is a, a 5% increase okay? Is a 100% increase okay? Where's the, where's the I line there? I, in my opinion, I don't think it comes down to percentages. I think it comes down to, like, I think it does literally come down to a line. Like, Henderson Lodge could, Henderson Lodge, if they doubled their dues, I would probably have an issue paying for it. But Asher Lodge, if they doubled their dues, I'd groan about it. I'd go up to the Worshipful Master and complain a little bit, but I'd still pay it. Because the difference there is if, Ash, if Asher Lodge doubled their dues, that would only be 200 bucks a year. If Henderson Lodge doubled their dues, that would be almost 600 bucks. Because we pay two hundred and something a year, right? Two hundred and fifty a year. Right. So, it in my point of view, from from my point of view, it doesn't come down to how much percentage wise a, the dues increase. It comes down to what the overall dues are. Like going back to uh, Working Tools Lodge number one, twelve hundred bucks a year. You know, I'm crazy enough about Freemasonry that I would probably make it work but I would probably have to get rid of other things in my life in order to make it happen. I would have to, you know, maybe not go to the, not go to Grand Lodge or, or not, uh, not go and see my mom at Christmas who lives in Ontario. But again, that those, if those ancillary things of masonry were included in your dues, then it would, it could make it overall, more overall affordable. But even the, even like the non-ancillary things, if, if I had to pay 1200 bucks a year just to be a member of one lodge, I wouldn't be a member of any concordant bodies. I couldn't afford it. I wouldn't be a member of more than one lodge. I couldn't afford it. I probably couldn't afford to visit as much because I'll drive for three hours to go and visit a lodge, which costs me maybe 100 bucks in gas, right? Would, 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 you, would you agree, though, that the, the people that are very serious about membership would be at those meetings and be part of those organizations? I don't know though, because I, I, I do think that that lodges at that level of, of dues would seriously lose membership. Like I'm, I, I think most of you would say that I'm probably one of the most enthusiastic Freemasons. At least Steve has said that I'm the most enthusiastic Freemason that he's met in BC. And that would stop me from going to lodge. That like well, it, it would, would it wouldn't be from, it would stop you from being a member. It shouldn't stop you from attending. It would stop me from being a member, but like you need to be a member of a lodge to visit lodges. But you can be a member of one. That's the I think I think that's a lot of sometimes the problem is that people are members of ten lodges. And right, but, they're, they're, but what I'm saying is if that one lodge sometimes they're an officer in five of them and they might be blocking a new man that's wanting to become an officer or to be a member, but you know Right, I understand that, but if that one lodge, if 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 I were, if in order to visit you have to be a member of one lodge, but say that that one lodge costed me twelve hundred bucks a year, yeah. it just it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Okay, I so couldn't, I couldn't afford right. it. I I do see 
the definite problem for a lot of the membership couldn't afford it. The simple economics, I'm going to estimate probably 20% of the Masons in BC probably would say, I just can't afford that. Right. You know, because simple economics, they don't have the, the jobs here. You know, BC stands for bring cash. Right. So um, it's not a cheap province to live in. Right. Uh, so I can see that. However, I also know that because, you know, when you go to join, like when I went to join Scottish Rite, there was another $450 initiation fee. Right. And it was like, okay, well, that's a chunk. Right now, I did include my ring and um, you know certificates and things like that, but you know the ring was a, a big chunk of it, right? So I kind of saw that there was a, another value there, which was the ring. So I justified it. Now, for me, if I was going to join another lodge, now if I if I knew that David and Matt were going within an hour of me somewhere here, and they were going to a lodge once a month and they were having a, a catered meal a good old time banquet before dinner or before their meeting then having their meeting and a bit of a social and and, and gone home and i can see those lodges gaining in membership i can uh, i don't know about the 1200 bucks maybe more like you know five or six right uh would be more attainable i mean you would you would definitely I could start another lodge in this valley doing that because if, if just for me to go to the installations for the eight lodges in my district, there's 200 bucks in dinners on the cheap, right? That's based on 25 bucks a, a banquet. And that's a cheap banquet nowadays, 30 and 35. What, what could work would be that if you want to do, if you want to keep using that $1,200 figure is that could be your initiation. And so I, I think we're, we're dancing around something here, which I think is important, which is the value that you get for that money. Right. If you're paying 25 bucks a year and all, and all I want is a dues card just so I can tell somebody I'm a Mason and I can wear a ring, then, then that's one thing. But if you are getting value out of going to those meetings and you are becoming a better person by learning about yourself at these meetings and you are expanding your horizons and the world is a better place because you are participating in this, then you are willing to, I mean, again, 1200 bucks might be an, an extreme example, but you are willing to pay more than $25 a, a year for that, that experience, I would think. Well, and I know I am. If I were getting that in my lodge, I'd be willing to pay way more than our current dues. It's no Wait. different, Connor, than uh, when, when Connor went to join Asler Lodge. Asler Lodge is, is an educational thing, right? It's an extra. Personally, I think they've undercharged for it because the value uh, – proposition with Astro Lodge is worth far more than what they're charging in dues, um, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just not the scholar, so I don't join it because, you know, I don't read. I don't have time to sit down and read a book. I, I get, I get, I used to have time in the mornings to do that. Now I, I have to go through my emails. I have to do other things because life's just too busy. I have too many commitments. I have to run the, the, the calendar for um, Grand Lodge and so you know that keeps me I got to keep doing you know more work so I don't have time to read so maybe one day I'll join Asher Lodge but again 
there's, there's no value for me there because that's not my thing. So I see exactly what you're saying, Matt, with respect to perceived value. If you're getting, if you're getting the value that you're looking for out of that particular lodge, I think you'd pay whatever that lodge is charging for dues. Yeah, otherwise you're not going to go. It's real simple. And, and what you what what could work is say you wanted to have working tools lodge number one be twelve hundred bucks a year. That's that's the baseline, right? So Matt and Dave, you guys are you know wonderfully wealthy. You can afford that. I we're not Sweet. saying you actually are. I'm just using you as examples. All right, you guys are are wonderfully wealthy. You can pay it, right? Steve, you're kind of wealthy. You've got a newborn set of twins that's taking up some of your, your, your expendable cash. You're growing a new, a new company. You can make it work, but 1200 bucks is about as much as you can cover, right? And then me, I'm a college kid. I'm spending all of my money going to school. All right. So instead of saying all of all four of us have to pay 1200 bucks, Matt and Dave, because they're super rich, pay two grand a year. Steve, you pay twelve grand or twelve hundred a year, and me, being the poor starving student, would pay like five hundred dollars a year. Where at the end of the day, it all works out, and it comes down to what a brother is willing, able, and capable of paying. How would that take away from the lodge ability to function? I don't think it would, because it would all bounce out. And it shows that a brother is pay, willing to pay, not because it, it, it would it would help the brother who would be unable to pay, whereas the brothers who can pay more are able to help in that sort. And I'm kind of rambling at this point, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I totally I totally understand. I, I would say a couple of things. I, if, if I could make a new Working Tools podcast lodge, number one, I would probably vote that we do exactly what Stephen was talking about. I'm pointing to his box. <laughs> uh, but exactly what Stephen would talk, would, was talking about. And your budget's $12,000 a year, and you got, you know, 120 members, everybody pays a hundred bucks. And so, so the, I would, that would be the first thing I would say. And then the second thing is that I would say it probably actually needs to be $150 a year because the, I don't know about your lodges, but our lodge has a little bit of funds, but I, I was baffled that every lodge doesn't have a million dollar war chest and they've been in business for a hundred years. Yeah, I know. Right. So you were, you we were talking about earlier, why the, why do we need extra money? And I really think it's honestly to build the war chest, so to speak, so that you can give $50,000 a year to the high school instead of $500 a year. Or you can. So thank you for joining us on the Working Tools podcast for part one of our discussion about lodge dues. We will be joining you soon next week with our part two of our discussion. So on behalf of Connor, Stephen, David, and myself, Thank you very much for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye.